Good morning, Rabbi Sai. Ah! Lili Nishmasim Rimorosi Rusbas Mordechai. Paris Achoydesh, Shmuli Hecht, in honor of David's Latin F200, Akiva's Holkowitz F94, Shalran F202, Shmuli Davidowitz B202, and official and Imin Dav Yom Committee. Happy birthday to Lester Bleich, Tzvili Azibam Moshe, David of West Hampton, New York. Love your family. Love your family. Joel Mizrahi, Lili Nishmat, my grandfather, Ezra and Sarah on his 31st Askara. Askara. And Lili Nishmat, my wife. Askara. With the Zayin. And Lili Nishmat, my wife's grandmother, Pesel Rechel, Bas Yitzchok Gershon on her 6th yard side. You heard that? You have what's going on here? One is a Askara, one is a yard side. Because Pesel Rechel is not Svaradi. Is Ashkenazi. And for the Hakarata Tov, the Hashem for everything. David, anonymous. Rich Levin. Levin? Levin. Levin. You, you yourself don't know your name, so how am I supposed to know it? He gave me three versions in, in like 10 seconds. What is it again? Levin. Levin. Rich Levin, my daughter in law, Kayla Levin, under tremendous success in the States and now in Israel with, with her first year married podcast. Helping young firm couples succeed. Also, thank Ravelli for catching me and calling me out when I was learning my daf as I walked down the stairs towards Noam yesterday morning. Yes, I saw Mr. Levin walking with his art scroll. I go, but uh, <clears throat> is that way. Shit, what are you, why are you learning art scroll on your own? So he's like, you're right. I've been there a few times. I need to come. So here he is. Not only he came sponsoring. Unbelievable. Rabbi Isai is a bunch of new guys. I think like 18 new chevra from our chevra brought in their friends. Listen to this. If a year ago I told you that 50 new people are joining Mesechtis Rosh Hashanah, you'd be blown away. 50 people coming to this year. And I'm here to tell you that right now today we have over 400 new people coming for Rosh Hashanah. Today. We're not going to stop until we're over 1,200. Okay. Yeah, we need to get to 1,000. Come on, this is nothing for official. Nothing. <coughs> we need to burn him. We need to get these Gemaras out there. Uh, somebody asked the question. I explained it all in the beginning, but I'll explain it again. Why is it that we need $40,000? Oh, official sponsoring all the Gemaras. Great question. Because the Gemaras, he's only covering the cost of the Gemaras. The other costs are much more than the Gemaras. The marketing, the, the shipping and handling, and everything that goes, the, 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 the secretary, the whole thing, it's more. That's why we need the $40,000. And as I spoke to the Rabbanim, there's no difference. If you bring somebody to Torah with paying for the actual page or how the Gemara gets, it's the same exact thing. I'll put my money there. I have no problem paying for whatever it is, the marketing and this and that. So these are the people that, from our shir, that brought in their friends. And again, you get a one-of-a-kind Gemara. Who knows if we'll ever have these kind of embossed on the top. Eight-minute daf and MDY. Unbelievable. Akiva Tepper, Dov Ererreich, Heinach, Heinach, Schwinger, I didn't know, Heinach, brought in a friend. Baruch Furman, David Gladstone, David Yishkoyach. Now Shamshi, I'm gonna I'm gonna spell the last name. You guys are gonna tell me what his name is. 
S-Z-L-A-F-R-O-K spells Schlofrock. You want to call it any way you want. Ovadiaberg, Ruben Weinberger, and Ruben Weinberger. That means he brought in two friends, Gavi. So he gets two, well, he gets more. He gets instead of one thing in the, in the raffle, he gets three chances to come to Eretz Yisrael and spend a whole day with Nachman Seltzer and <laughs> two days and Gary and, and then <laughs> that's a whole day. A whole, one hour with you is like a, a, a day for everybody else. Yisrael Goldstein, Gavi Zeitlin, did I say that? Yisrael Goldstein brought somebody, unbelievable. Shmuel Landsman. You know how he brings people, Yisrael Goldstein. He walks around with his jacket, even in the summer. Says, hey, that people walk, oh yeah. Chaps the men. Abba Rennert, Yoel Bergman, can you believe it? Yoel Bergman, the CEO in Chicago, brought somebody in. Daniel Katz, Sruli, unbelievable. The other market chair from Lakewood is bringing people into our share. Oh, it's spelled Bernstein. Oh, it's really Bernstein, not Bornstein. Jacob Marks, Avi Gerwitz, the Clifton Yid, Yishkoyach Raboisai. Oh, and here are the people that donated money yesterday. Gavi Zeitlin. Not only did he bring people, but he donated 20 Gemaras. Abraham Goldman, 10 from Cedars. He's from, who's Gavi? Is he here? Don't tell me he's here. He lives in Beth Shemesh. Where is he? What? Not here. Oh, it comes for the breakfast. Chaim Shore from Baltimore, Yishkoya. Oh, uh, we have here Azoi. Good Arab Shabbos. My son is the official MDY Miami baby. Miami baby, why? When agreeing to host to see him at my showroom in Hollywood, Florida, for MDY Miami Chevra, my wife was extremely concerned knowing that Wednesday was her due date. I told her Hashem wants us to have this chos, and she has nothing to worry about. After coming home from the see him, Late into that night, my wife started having contractions. Our fifth child, third boy, Alicia Eliezer, Baruch Hashem, was born Thursday. I'm still waiting for the day that somebody's going to call their kid MDY. No, MDY. What's the MDY? The Rav may note that Ellie, oh, here, Alicia Eliezer. His name is Ellie twice. Alicia Eliezer. You know that Ellie is two times in his name. Today, just a few weeks old, my son got to enjoy and learn the Geshmak of the Daf on Erev Shabbos. Thank you, Hashem. Give it the rov. And the entire MDY chever that energy to continue until 120. First of all, here's this gorgeous showroom. Remember this picture? The baseball game is going on here and the whole zaf. These, okay, great. But here he is. Can I say his name? No. Hanan Averbach. He's your brother-in-law? Get over here, brother-in-law. Come, come. Say hello to Hanan. Yeah, just say it. Come. Get over here. So this is Hanan with the baby. This is ba- official baby Miami. Ellie, Ellie, twice. Huh? You ever saw the baby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, here's the baby. Come, come here. Say shalom aleichem. Look over there. Hey, what's up? Okay. Tell the what your name is. What's your name? Rob Early. Rob All right. What else do we have here? Ooh, it's late. Um, I think this should be a frequently asked, uh, frequently asked question page. I use terms to newcomers, may need some clarification, like a freebie when he mentions a Mishnah or a Brisa. So no, I say freebie to clarify. When the Gemara is repeating itself, it seems like the Gemara is saying the same thing that we learned, and it's just easy to say. So for Magachir, that's unbelievable. It's like a, 
it's a freebie for me, at least. And for the they don't have to concentrate. And um, listen to this. One of the, I mean, one of the, even better than a freebie is when the Gemara says, Omar Rabbi Yochanan, Omar Rabbi Shimon, Omar Rabbi Chananyo, Omar this, Man that's your Shalayim, Gdoyla Ador, Vikid Amri, Omar Rabbi Chanan Bar is it? And six lines later, I was like, wow. Now, I said, tomorrow I'm going to get an email. What a shake it. Come on, each name is a Kabbalah, you should enjoy it. Okay, fine. Um, after about to finish my first Masechta in almost 20 years, after trying that for six to seven times and always falling behind and quitting. I love the shir, and I'm clearly giving off my love of it. My 14-year-old, who's making a scene on Shnai, said that Zik in this Thursday, Mazel Tov, is joining for Rosh Hashanah Mir Hashem. Also, anything to get a free Gemara, get your kid to join, whatever. Also, I think the Merkaz can be used to get people to join. I was in Queens for Shabbos, I gave it to someone when I finished it, and he said, he'll Mir Hashem, sign up. Nachman Mostovsky, Mazel Tov on your first seal. Okay. A lot more here, but we'll have to wait. Ooh, this one, real quickly. Rabbi Sai, big, big news. Ellie Trapper. Ellie Trapper. It's ambassador from Lakewood. He's going to be here in our base measures. We're going to make a big zach for him. Here he is, learning in the sukkah. Okay. Rabbi Sai, here we go. Today is Daf Lamed Dalim. We're starting from the bottom of Lamed Gimel Ahmed Base. Ein Moitim Sa'ur. You're not permitted, if you remember, you call, you cannot produce a fire, it doesn't matter with wood. Here's another picture, if you do it with a stone or with water, a magnifying glass, you cannot produce a brand new fire. Although you're allowed to use fire and you have to even create and cook with it, you're not allowed to make a new fire. You're creating yesh ma'ayin, there's... It didn't exist, and to create that, to be moilet something, that's also yantiv. And once it's there, you're allowed to use it and cook with it. You cannot take tiles and whiten them. In other words, cook them so hot that they turn white. What is the problem? You're using it to, to, to cook food. You're making, you're making fish. So why, you're allowed to heat up an oven, so why can't you heat up the tile? Says the Gemara. You're right. You're permitted to eat up a tile. But now when it's brand new, because these tiles, they're fragile. And you have to heat it up to a point. You have to really heat it up and see if they burst, if they crack. Apparently, many tiles crack and many don't. But there's a good chance that's going to crack. Now, if it cracks, it turns out that you just heated something up for no reason, for no purpose. So let's think about that for a second. How could that have ramifications and other things? If you do something that there's a very big chance that it's going to be for naught, it's nothing, zero. The, the thing cracked in half. It was Shaloy Litzarech. It's also to do so. So it comes out, the chayra, that if I shecht an animal, that's a very big chance, that's a trefa, I shouldn't be allowed to shecht it. And some say no. It's not because there's a chance. It's because you, every single time you take a brand new tile and put it into the oven, you're hardening it, and that is also, that's masakimani, you're making a kli, that's also. But it's 100%. 
every single time you put that tile in, you're going to be over. The first shot is no, 50% of the time it's gonna crack, and then 50% of the time it comes out retroactively that you were over, you made a fire for no reason. Oh, so now we're gonna ask a cash about shechito. The Gemara asked the question, Drosa, you ran over a bird. Very difficult to do, you're very quick, you ran it over. Little baby, let's say. Still alive. It happened to me uh, two weeks ago, sitting on the porch. My cleaning lady did a great job on the windows. You know, in the, in the porches, they have the glass walls. We're just sitting, minding our own business, and a group of pigeons were flying by, and one decided to go right into the glass. Didn't see it. Poof! Head first, lands on the porch, and limping around the entire day. That's mamish this case. So, we got rid of it. We have a picture, yeah. I didn't, <laughs> but you can't see that. And then the next day, probably the same pigeon, Shaita, took that flight right through the window again. A different one. Started limping, same thing. Falls down, took literally a day for it to fly away. Now, Shetrofa Bakaisal happens all the time, especially with glass. Oishur Tzatz Behema. All these cases, I'm not sure why. An animal, a dog, ran after it. Pounced on it. Ufrakeses, it's mamish like between life and death. So now we're talking about a concept called risuk evarim, the crushing of its limbs. It crushed itself in a wall. You crushed it, you stepped on it. We don't know where the problem is. Inside it has internal damage. So one way to check it is to wait. Meis lays 24 hours. If it survives 24 hours, nothing happened to it. If not, it's strafe. So if you waited 24 hours, you give it a nice shechita, it's right there, it's easy to catch, and you shecht. Not true. After you shecht it, you must open it up and inspect everything. Make sure everything is intact. If it has broken spine, whatever it is, no good. It's a trefa. Rabbi Isai, some of you heard the story, but too bad. I need to tell you the story about Risa Gavarim. We moved to Bnei Brak, and my father decided he was looking for some chumras, and he found a good one. <laughs> I love my dad. But he's a, he's a machmer in a way. And he found out that when the chickens come to the shlachtois, the slaughterhouse, they take these boxes full of chickens and they chuck them off the truck. How else did they get to the sidewalk, he figures. They probably don't put them nicely on the ground. Now, if they do, if they fall, four amas, then it's risikai varim. How could you possibly, you need to check it. You need to check. Elio, we're going to the shlachtois tomorrow morning. Yes, sir. What time? Four, four o'clock, no problem. So we get to the shlachtois. He walks into the shlachtois. You can imagine as the long record, he's a, he's a magachir in Shayashov, and he walks in, he goes straight to the, who's the head guy over here? He says, listen, I'm, a, I'm concerned about risikai varim, and he, he's very, very good at convincing people. And the guy probably saw this problem in Abraham many times. He said, okay, go ahead, go ahead. Fine. He grabs a box. He grabs the first chicken, puts it on the ground, and the chicken does this. <laughs> Elio, you see, Risa Givarim, I knew it. I said, Abba, it's four o'clock in the morning. The, the thing is asleep. No, 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 you don't know what you're talking about. It's Risa Givarim. I'm telling you, it fell off the truck. All of a sudden, the chicken hears the conversation, and it gets up and whoop, 
and there's my father with the frack, and he's running between the shaykhin and the this and the Arabs and the boxes, and he's up under there flying. It was a scene. I was so embarrassed. Here's my father embarrassed. Fine. Finally catch the chicken. This one is for sure not Risa Givarim. This mamish had stood up and ran, and he puts a nice red thing on it. You're giving me that blank stare. Anyway, fine. He got us 10 chickens. There, none of them were Risa Givarim. They're all great. Now you have to put it through the, the machine that takes off the feathers. But there's hundreds of them. Which one of you wants to die first? <laughs> Very good. He loves his own line. I don't know if the mic picked that up. Which one of the chickens wants to die first? Anyway, so the chickens go through. We had to figure out which ones were ours. We almost figured it out. It was great. Now, he takes the chickens home. Because he can't go through the whole process of malicha and everything. So he takes them home. And about, we have 10 chickens. And my mother had to do the malicha. And all of a sudden, he notices a crazy thing. Something like this. A mark. A black and blue mark on the chicken. Oy, what, what is this? What is this? He doesn't know. He's never seen this before. He says, listen. Ilio. Take this chicken and go to Reb Nisim Karelitz and ask him, what is this? Is this tray or not? He takes one of those regular bags, puts the chicken head in, legs are sticking out, those yellow, disgusting legs, and he says, go. I said, where? Don't worry about it. Just go ask people. You know, kids, I go through B'nai Rak. Where's Reb Nisim? And this guy shows me that. Kids, it's 165 degrees in B'nai Rak. I'm schwitzing. The chicken is smelling already. I get to, to, oh, and as I'm going down the stairs, he tells me, listen, you have to ask Reb Nisim at the end, is this Oif Shahira Bay Chacham? Because there's a, I don't eat Oif Shahira Bay Chacham. If a Chacham, a Talan Chacham, paskins Allah on it, that's already not, it's, even though he says it's good, it's not good enough for me. It's not glut. I said, what? It's Oif repeat after me. Oif Shahira Bay Chacham, Oif Shahira Bay Chacham. So I'm going the whole way to Reb Nisim, Oif Shahira Bay Chacham, is it Oif Shahira Bay Chacham? Finally, I get in there, I'm sitting there with everybody, with a bag and a chicken in the room, and I come in. And I showed it to him, Nisim, and he said, ah, I got binged up from the machine, from, the, from uh, the, the feather machine. Then I look at him and I said, And he started laughing. I'm like, what? Oh, I said it reverse. Did the chicken paskin on the rub? Oh, so, so, very funny. He says, no, no, it's nothing, nothing. It's not even a, it didn't even begin to be a cash. Okay, anyways, that was my story. The last part I made up, but uh, yeah, okay. Zokti Gemara. So, Sricha Abdika, you have to check this chicken. Boy, Menei Reb Zeira, Ma'u L'Shokta B'Yamtov. Boy, Menei Reb Yirmi Reb Zeira, Ma'u L'Shokta B'Yamtov. Now, here's the question. You have a chicken that was thrown off a truck, and if you shecht it on Yantav, there's a great possibility you'll open it up and find it has a crushed spine, which never happened. But in this case, the bird flies at 35 miles an hour right into a wall. You see it. So are you allowed to shecht it? What's the question? There's a deficiency here. There's something wrong with it. <clears throat> now, it, it, could be, it could ruin the chazaka. <clears throat> a typical animal... Yes, we do, Rashi points out, we do bdikas on every chicken, on every animal. But chazak, it's good for the, for the far chance that you might find something wrong. But for the most part, animals are kosher, they're not treif. But in this case, there's a big reason to believe that something's 
very wrong inside the animal. It has internal injuries. And if you shecht it for no reason and you find out that it was strafe, you were just over. You could only shecht l'chayra if you know for a fact it's going to be good. Or at least you have a very, there's a the big probability that it's going to be okay. Over here not. We learned. Oh, he brings our Mishnah. You cannot whiten the tiles in order to cook on them. And we ask the question, why not? What is wrong? We're talking about brand new tiles. Oh, and there's a, not every tile is going to burst, but because a large percentage burst, it, t- it comes out that you just put into the oven and you malabin it for no reason, and that's why it's awesome. So too, you shouldn't check the chicken or an animal that has a, a, a bird that has an, a, a very big probability that's going to be treif. Don't bring your rai from over there. We learn like the second shot in the Gemara, that it's 100% awesome to do every single tile because you're misaking kli. You're fixing it, not because maybe it's going to burst. So if you hold like the second shot, you don't have a good raya if you're allowed to shech the chicken or not. Tanya, when it comes to Ilchah Shabbos, maybe it's or. One person brings a fire. We're saying that every single one of these people is chayav achatas, or whatever he's chayav, isa He brings a flame, he's over a mavir, because as he walks, it, it, it gets stronger, says Rashi, the wind, vechah maybe him. And now he, a second guy adds the wood. He's also maver. He's making a flame on Shabbos. And one of them puts the pot down. And one puts the water into the pot. So he's mevashel. The Gemara is going to say, what in the world did the guy that put the pot down do? He didn't do anything. He put an empty pot. Why is that a problem? To put a, are you allowed to put an empty pot on a flame? Yes. So why is he chayiv uh, carbon? Maybe some the guy that put the water in the pot, oh, he's mevashal, that I understand. And the guy put in a little bit of, of, of spices, he's also mevashal. This is megis. You take the stirring ladle and you go like this, megis, like right over here. Kulon, chayovim, all these chef guys, they're all chayav achatos. What about the bride? This is the reverse. Only one of them is chayav. And you look over here, the word potter means potter, avalosur. You shouldn't do it, you shouldn't be part of this, but you're only chai, the only one guy is chayiv, like Kashi, everybody, it, they did the same thing. One guy brought the wood, one guy brought the pot, the next guy filled it up with water. Is anybody over? No, there's no fire. You're allowed to fill up a pot with water on Shabbos. You're allowed to put wood underneath the pot. But the last guy that lit it up, he's the only guy that's chayiv. But the other cases, that the fire was first. So then everybody that's moist of wood and tavlin and water and the pot is chayiv. Huh? Why? Because he's, I don't know, because he's part of it. He's, he's, he's helping. It doesn't look good. You can't have a retroactive issue. 20 minutes later, a guy shows up fire Yeah, you're all part of it. You're part of this Isser Shabbos. No, what? You can't have they set up the whole thing. No. I'm, I'm asking you, are you allowed to put a, a pot on a, on, a, on a stove that's not on? Okay, so what's right? right? So the, uh, one other guy came later and turned on the flame. You're high for that? You're allowed to fill up a cup of water on Chavez? Yes. 
and then somebody puts a fire underneath it, you're chayav. What, what's the connection? That's what that's what he's asking. It shouldn't even be shouldn't be awesome. Okay. No. If it's at this, it's if it's simultaneously, then it's shnayim shosu. That's halachic shtick. We did it way before. What you did is not aser. The next day I came along and did the aser. You bring, I bring the gun and I put it over here. Then the guy takes it. What? One. Who? Argues on who? No, the Gemara says padalos. That's the simple mashmas of the Gemara. Okay. Like Asher, he says that there's a machlek where there's part of us. Okay. Like Asher, hi Daisi, Bishleim Akulu. So the Gemara just explains. Everybody did a malacha. Ela Shoyfes is there. The guy that put the pot on the flame. Maika Ovid. What in the world is the iser to put a pot on the flame? Amar Bishim Malakish. Hacha. What's the connection to our sugya? This right over here. Hacha B'Gedir Chadasha Askinon. Umishim Libun Ra'afim Naguba. We're talking about a brand new pot. And it's just like putting a, a tile into the oven, it might burst, and if it might burst, you did a tircha, it's awesome. You have a brand new oven, so obviously you're not, a cook, you're not allowed to cook in it, but it's a box. Think about it, in those days, cardboard, no such thing. I want to use a box, I have a nice box called an oven. So I could move it around. You can't. Do finishing touches to it with oil, and you can't wipe it down. And you can't sprinkle cold water on it in order to harden it, because that's the final melacha. You're mana. You're making a clear. This is a very interesting melacha. It needs a little bit of explanation. The Rishon to talk about it. What? Which part? What if it's brand new? What? what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to do the final thing. If that's the final thing, you're not allowed to. You know. Right. Exactly. So that's what that's what I'm just now discussing. Very good, Kasha. He's asking, can harden tiles? So you can't. You can't use water to harden it. But if it's to to bake, it's motor. So the question is, why is it any different? Okay, fine. If you're going to bake right now, the Rishonim explained it's instantaneously, it's on the spot. You're doing the afia. That's that's okay. That's that's part of oichel nefesh. And the fact that uh, you're doing something else at the same time is not the end of the world. So I had the unfortunate privilege of investing in the meat business. So I know a little bit about it, very little. By the way, I'll give you a tip that cost me two and a half million dollars. I'll give it to you for free. Don't invest in a business that you don't have experience in. That's my tip. You don't, if you don't argue, that's fine. I'm sure there's people that don't, don't agree with it. But I'm asking you, would you hire yourself the way you were when you started your seminary? The day you started your seminary, would you hire? Would you hire you on the first book? Are you as good as you are today? I'm saying people without experience, you get better. And experience, experience is the key to anything. So yes, Shlomo, if you're good at computers, you stick to computers. I'm telling you, that's it's easy sight. But anyways, I decide, what? What? But you do. You you studied it. You know it. You're right. You don't have experience like. 
Yes, but that's what you know. That's what you know. That's what you stick to. I'm just saying, Stam is a So we'll talk afterwards, exactly. <laughs> How much experience? This is that, but in life, experience is the number one key, I think. So in business. So I invested in this thing. Now, one of the things, it's very, very interesting that these machines that, that take off the Correct. I took a risk. I took a risk. Every No, when did I start? When did I start? You don't know. I did eight years in Chicago. I did a test on, on five guys. Big deal. Okay, so now the these machines that remove the feathers, they have boiling hot water. And halakhically, it's also to put the chicken through them because the hot water makes the blood, it, it, it basically cooks it. And it's very hard to do. You can't do malik afterwards. So they have a very hard time um, cooling down the water to temperature which could remove the feathers but halakhically not be boiling. You know about this, Rabbi Shomer, it's a very big issue. And that's why, by the way, a lot of our chickens have like still feathers on it because it's very hard to remove the feathers with the systems that are in place today. Anyway, that being said, you're allowed to pour this hot water to remove the feathers from the head and from the, the feet. could singe the feathers in a flame on Yontif, of course. You can't give it like a nice uh, pedicure, manicure with the, uh, with, with the what are they, wax and the laser treatments and the, the, the lime, the charsis. The kids are all the stuff. This is stuff that the professionals use to be ma'abed the, 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 the skin, to, to, to tan the hide. Because it doesn't look good on Yontif. And when you come and snip the, the hairs off, the feathers, the hairs, with the scissors, it looks like you want, you want to keep the hair, it's awesome. You cannot go, now we're going moving to vegetables. We went from chickens to vegetables. Can't, once the vegetable is already nitlash, uh, how do you say in English? Detached, okay, that's the best you can come up with, fine. Jonathan said detached. Why is it detached? There's no way to but it looks, you're using that scissors that you usually use to detach the, the vegetable, so you can't go and start fixing up the vegetable, taking off the bad leaves around it. Even though it's detached, it's still usser, because it looks as if somebody's going to walk by and say, hey, you just detached the vegetable, and yantav, it's usser. I don't know what those are. These vegetables need a lot of work, and you're allowed to fix them up. You're allowed to Heat up and bake in a very large oven, furnace, and you warm water in a very large pot. And the, <coughs> the concern is, excuse me, people might say, look at this guy. Wow, leaving us 10 minutes for the next sugya. This guy is heating up water for the weekday, and that's awesome. And you cannot bake in a brand new party because it might crack. And that's the same concern we had before with the tiles. You can't use one of these guys. What is it called in English? Forgot already. Bellows. We had in different sugis. I had it already. This pipe. You can use a pipe. You can bolt through the pipe and it comes out nice and strong to make the flame larger. You cannot fix the skewer. They mechaded the noisoy to sharpen it. Tonerabon. 
Remember, we had a fish. You have to put paper between the fish and the grill so it doesn't burn. You cannot open up the, the, the uh, reed and, and, and use that as a separator. Let's say you want to break open a walnut. You can use a shmato, whatever it is, around it. Let's say you want to crack it with your teeth. I don't know what. You're not concerned that you might rip the beged. Even if you do, it's, it's nothing. The official Mishnah, sponsored by official Rufo from Yosem and Chana. The Oid Omar Rashi just points out that it seems from here that the Girsa back in the day, the way they read the Mishnahis back then was a little different because we learned that the word Va'oid only goes back to back to the Manda Omar that said it. So Rebiliezer and Daflam Gimel Omedalf on the bottom, the beginning of the Mishnah, right after what he said, it should have said Va'oid. But the Mishnah goes into, you're not allowed to create fire with sticks, with stones. According to the word va'id, it seems like those words shouldn't have been there. Okay, that's not the point. Va'id on Rebeliezer. Another halacha says Rebeliezer. Oimed Adam al hamukta. So you have here, you have a bunch of grapes that are mukta. Now we're talking about mukta, not like we had before, that the mukta is a, is a backyard. This is mukta on Shabbos and Yonah. Why? Because it's not, right? It's not a grape and it's not a raisin. It's, it's spoiled in between. But there are people that do eat it. It's like at that, it's almost there. It needs another few days, let's say, there too. So there are a few, Shugayim, let's call them, people that don't care. They'll eat the, the semi-spoiled raisin. Okay, grazin, we'll call it. It's in between. So a person could stand there and point at these grapes. Erev Shabbos B'Shviz, right? This year is Shemitah. So it's on a Friday. And he looks at, at, these, at these grapes and he says, now what's significant about Shemitah? Shemitah, you don't have to take Trumas and Maestris. Why not? Because it says in the Pasuk, huh? what does it say? But that's not the reason. Rashi brings this Pasuk later on in the Daf, all the way in the bottom somewhere. It's like a chaya. You're like a chaya sasada. Just like an animal doesn't take trumas and maestris, you are like the chaya that doesn't have to take trumas and maestris on Shemitah. In case you've never seen this, you're new to the shir, trumas and maestris. Okay, we're not going to go into it. But if you have produce, you have these grapes, you have to give 2% to the kayan. And then you give 10% of whatever is left to the levy. And then the levy gives 10% of whatever he has to the kayan, etc., etc. And then the different years, we're talking about Shemitah. So this is, doesn't apply. Meiser Shani, Meiser Ani, because it's only years 1, 2, 4, 5, and 3, and 6. But year 7, Shemitah, fine. On Shemitah, you don't do this list. Okay? You're like a Chaya. You don't have to do it. Now. There's something very important that we have to discuss here. No, 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 we're not going to discuss that. <laughs> in order to be chayev in Maiser Midoi Raisa, okay, very, in order to have to give the 2% and the 10% and all that, you have to have two things Midoi Raisa. You have to have Gemar Malacha, you have to be finished, total, done with what you want to do with this food. Yeah? Gemar Malacha. It can't be like this raisin 
that's in between. It has to be finished. It has to be a raisin. It can't be a half a raisin. And you need to bring it into your house. It has to be in the house. Chot the house. And if you don't, right, through the front door, and if you bring it through the back door, through the skylight, you're not. Midoraisa. Okay? Fine. But we're going to see, we're not going to go through this whole list, but the Gemara is going to discuss this right over here. And Chatzar. These guys right over here, the Rabbi brings a list of six things. By the way, thank you to Ari Weinstein for sending me the, the wording for this. The Raman brings six that create a kvios. In other words, if you have fruit that's not chayev b'maiser because it's not gemar melacha, you didn't finish it yet, you didn't like do the final smoothing of your pile of wheat, you let it eat from it a, a temporary achila, achilas arai, but not achilas keva. Shabbos, Creates achilas keva. Why? Because the Shabbos oineg, the food you eat is kvius. It's permanent. It's a real eating. So Shabbos creates a kvius. The Gemara says, and therefore, it's kavua, and you have to take meiser. The other thing is, we're going to talk about chutzur today. The rest, forget about. Okay. So now, guy standing there, erev Shabbos on shmita, which he doesn't have to take trumas meiser. Zvoimer. And he says like this. Here's a picture from Yoni. He points and he says, I'm going to, by the way, this took me a long time. I wasted too much time getting the grapes to fit this funny shape. Uh, if somebody has a good idea how to do it, they even come out. To, fine. He points and he says, these grapes, I'm going to eat from right over here somewhere. I'm going to eat from here. So first of all, Chiddush is the word Va'imer. He says it with his mouth. He doesn't have to remove grapes and say, oh, this, this is, I'm going to eat these grapes. He's, we're talking about Azmana now. We're talking about Yantav. We're talking about somebody taking something that's Mukta. It's Mukta meaning. He set it aside. I'm never going to eat these. These are disgusting, spoiled grapes. But then he says, no, I am going to eat it tomorrow. In other words, I want to designate this as food. I'm saying it's food. So he doesn't have to put it in a container and say, this is food. He could say it with his mouth and say, you see those grapes over there? I'm eating them. The other concept over here is the concept of Breira, retroactive clarification. He doesn't know which grapes he's going to eat from the pile. Obviously, he's not going to be able to finish all of these. These are a lot for one, but one person. So he's going to eat 10 of these. Which 10 did he say are going to be food? Retroactive clarification. Chacham say, no, he must signal and he must do so and show that I'm going to eat these grapes and only from this mark on. Okay. Not awesome. We learned in the Mishnah, it's a very, very beautiful suit. Now, if somebody makes food for Shabbos, hold the questions a little bit because we're running out of time. If somebody says that this is Shabbos food, this is Cholent, Ben, it's chay b'maiser. Why? I said before, Shabbos makes it chay b'maiser. What if a child does it? That's the chiddush over here. Of course, if an adult does it. Over here, the Mishnah is telling us, even if a child does a maiser, first of all, he can't say it. He can't say, oh, this is Shabbos food. But he literally takes it and puts it away for Shabbos. He does it on Erev Shabbos. It becomes Shabbos food. 
and therefore and they forgot to remove the trumas of Maisras, it's Shabbos food. Once he makes it a Shabbos food, it becomes Chayv and Truma. And since he didn't separate, give the kind and the lady their portions, that you must do that. You can't eat it. It's Tevel. It's to eat that food without giving a little bit to the, to the kain and the levi. Another halacha. If a person spreads out the figs in order to dry them out, make them grow grows, right? That's how you make a grow grows, like, like a sort of like a raisin, but made out of fig. What is this called? This is fruit that's loy nigmar malachtam. It's not finished yet. It's half spoiled figs. So Mamela, since it's not nigmar malachtam, what's the halacha? You could eat achilas arai. Oh, thank you. Sponsored by the group, all those in the children was in shorts, which was in the time of Shnut, but it's for my children. I call it in the boy, and you stroll Yaakov in the boy, that they should be do well in the show. Have a high retire with Mitzvah in Yushamayim, Amen. You gotta be masked with the daf. He's not masked with the boy, when they wrote in Rav Nachman, Shabbos, Maushet, Tikva, Mukta, Lemaiser, Bedavar, Shaloi, Nigmar, Malachtoi. Gewaldic Akasha here. Oy vey. Something just. Fell. What was that? Oh. Yeah. And but the, guess what? Nobody will know because it fell on the floor. So here's the Shiloh. If you have this guy, Shabbos, do you need Gemar Malacha over here? We said Midoy Raisa, you need two things. You need Gemar Malacha and Ri'i as bias. But since you don't need Riyaz Pnei Abayas. Maybe you also don't need Gemar Malacha. We're already getting rid of Riyaz Pnei Abayas. Maybe you don't need Gemar Malacha. It's Shabbos. Shabbos takes away from the, you don't need Riyaz Pnei Abayas. So maybe you also don't need the other condition. The Pasuk says, you should call, you should call out and say Shabbos is a pleasure. It's Oineg. Shabbos itself has the power to make this food chayev, even though it's not finished yet. Shabbos only has the power to do it once it's finished. But not if it's not finished. Yeah, Shabbos has the power. Now, what does that mean? Rashi points out. Very, very important. If a person says specifically, this is Shabbos food, this food becomes oser, until you give trumas and maizers, forever and ever. But if you didn't say it's for Shabbos, it's also to, to, for right now on Shabbos. Why is it also right now on Shabbos? Because you can't take trumas and maizers on Shabbos. It's Mishakamona. It's like Mishakamona. Okay, that's what Rashi points out. You don't literally need to make it uh, to be miyachere. Omalei ve'eimah Shabbos dumi the chatzar. But what about this case right over here? Chatzar is also something that makes it Kavua and Yechayev Betrumas and Maestras. So it sits in the same list. All six are in the same list. Shabbos should be similar to Chatzar. But Chatzar doesn't have the power to make Chayev Betrumas unless it's a finished product. I have a Kabbalah. I have a Messiah from my Rebbes. Don't ask any questions. This is what I know from my Rebbeim. That Shabbos has the power to, to, to make something chayib b'maiser. If you say this is Shabbos food, boom, it's chayib b'maiser on the spot, whether or not it's a finished product. 
We learned it in our Mishnah. Now, Mukta. What's Mukta? Remember those grapes. Those grapes are Mukta. Erev Shabbos. What is that called? Not a finished product. The grapes, between grapes and raisins. And what does it say? It says, that Shabbos makes it Chayev Betrumus and Maestris. Because look what it says. It says, like the top line on this page. V'chulu. Taima the. What is that? You have grapes? No, nah, no, nah, not today. Taima the Shviyas, the Lav The reason why he could eat it is because there's no Trumus and Maestris on Shemitah. But it comes out that any other year besides Shemitah would be Aser. Why? Because Shabbos was Kriveya. You see from here, from our Mishnah, Shab- you're missing the best line of all that. It's the, the hardest line. Just uh, listen and tune in to, 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 to YouTube. That's not the reason. You know why it's. Uh, why is it Kavua? Why is it Chayb Maiser? By him designating and saying, this is food, once it becomes food, by him saying so, now it becomes Chayv Maiser. Nothing to do with Shabbos. You're trying to prove the Shabbos have the power to take food that's not finished and make it Chayv Maiser, like these grazins. And the answer is there's no raya for Shabbos. The reason why grazins are Chayv Betrumus Maiser is because he said they're not grazins. He said they're raisins. He pointed and he says, I'm going to eat them. So Mela the Chayv Maiser. Ask the Gemara, then why in the world is it in our Masechta? Our Masechta is all about doing hazmana, being making food, saying, could I eat this food on Shabbos and Yantav? Is it ready for Shabbos? Ready? This has nothing to do with Shabbos. This has, on a Tuesday afternoon, if somebody decides that this is food, these are not grazins, they are raisins, He's chayv b'maiser. On a Tuesday, nothing to do with the Shabbos. So then why is it in our Masechta? That, that should be in Masechta's what? Maisris. Nothing to do here. Why is it Allah about Shabbos and Yantif? Great kasha. Answers the Gemara HaKamashmah. There's another, you're right. It shouldn't be here. But I'm giving you a side chiddush that has to do with our Masechta. The Tevel Muchon Uetzel Shabbos. Shem Ovar V'tiknoi Metukon. Beautiful. From the Dirk of the Lashon of our Mishnah. The, which is Mashman, our Mishnah saying it's a Chathila. I don't want to confuse the But from the Diok of the Hour Lashon, we learn in Allah here that this food, Tevel, if it's on any other year, if somebody went and on Shabbos, which you're not allowed to take Trumas and Maestras, but he's a big Fermak and he decided to be over Isser and take Trumas and Maestras, are you permitted to eat this food? Is it Mukta? Question, I'm asking you a question. You have a bowl of grapes that is, right now, when Shabbos came in, you couldn't eat these grapes. Why? There's no true Muslim on it. If you eat it, you chayve isa And he went and he took true Muslim on Shabbos. Could he eat those grapes? Could his family eat those grapes? Why? Very good. You hear what he's saying? And we had that in Rashi. When the Isser is only Isser the Rabbanon to take Trumas and Maestras, because Midorais you're allowed to take Trumas and Maestras on Shabbos. It's only Isser the Rabbanon. So it's not Mukta. We learned that in a different Rashi. We had a problem understanding Rashi. 
if the, the reason why I can't touch this chayfetz is because it, there's a, is there, only Rabbanon don't allow me to touch it, then it's not muksa for the whole Shabbos. If somebody removes that because he took the meiser, then I'm allowed to eat it. So that's the chiddush here. If somebody was over, this is, a, this is not a problem of meiser, this is a problem of muksa. The, 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 the Gemara is telling us that the problem of muksa doesn't exist on a regular Shabbos if somebody's over. That is the chiddush. That's why it's in our Masechta. Rabbi Yisai, have a wonderful day. Yeah.